welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 4, titled Spoof. There it is. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one... I want to fucking kill her co-host. For, by the way, I know what this clip zero is. <laughs> it is so appropriate right now. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say... Get your head out of your ass. To Lori... <laughs> Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. I am not a happy camper today. I know. I know. It's, you know, it sucks, but what can you do? I mean, it's not, you know, I, c- I could be better, have better time management, but I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest, that might never happen. So, you know. <laughs> how is that? I want to know. How is that like an actual, like, like, yeah, it's just the way I do it. I don't know. I'm just like, it, you know, it's one of those things where I I can feel bad, or myself, bad about myself or I can just be like, it is what it is. And Well, isn't there the other option where you fix it? I mean, sure, yeah, I guess. But then that would require me to See, like... See, I think, this, I think what you're steps. doing, you have this weird slur in your voice that to me reads as like, this is a defense mechanism. This is a weird defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah, like this weird like cocky like, yeah, well, it's just... Uh, that's just the way it's gonna be, and I think it's a that's defense. That's the man. way the cookie crumbles. This is the way the cookie crumbles, Joe. If you like it or not, that's the, that's just you're gonna fucking take it or leave it. And I kind of feel that's a shitty way to do things. There's no like sorry or anything like that, or like I've said sorry multiple times. I don't know. I don't. I never heard it. But I, then I have. I, I have a terrible memory. So what are you well, gonna do? You, what steps are you gonna take to fix that? I don't know, Laurie. I guess I'm just not going to do anything. You've got to fucking deal with it. Yeah, you're paying me money, but whatever. You just fucking deal with it, asshole. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just not going to show up when I say I'm going to show up. And what the fuck are you going to do about it, asshole? That's just, you got to fucking deal. That's the way we do it in this town. There's a new sheriff in town. And this sheriff? You're going far. You're reaching. This This sheriff? Like, Oh, there was a criminal that came in here and right, he robbed the bank. Turning into a weird scene. He robbed scene. the bank. Fuck it. That's just you know. I learned a long time ago that you know you're not going to catch all the criminals. Now you owe me this amount of money. It's my paycheck. But now you're um, doing a monologue. <laughs> I am doing a monologue. I'm pissed. Anyway, uh, how are you, Lloyd Rocking Camp? Uh... I'm sick. Here's the part I don't get because you sent me a text message and you were like. Sorry I'm late, which is fine. It was like at 2.45, we are supposed to meet. And you're like, my aunt is telling me about how to clean things with vinegar. And I'm like, okay, whatever. My mom will all of a sudden decide to tell me things at the last minute, right? But then 20 minutes later, there's no part where you're like, you know what, I gotta go. No, I mean, no, that ended almost right after I texted you. But then I had like four other things come up where like I threw up. I had to like, then I had the whole microphone issue, which I should have taken care of yesterday, but then I Wait, forgot. What, what's the microphone issue? I was so angry I didn't hear you. I know you, I know you talked about it, but I was so angry that all I could see was, you know, the veins in my eyeballs. And uh-huh. so I, I didn't hear what you said. It closes off my ears. So I didn't hear what you said. What happened with the microphone? So there's like a, so I have this stand, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll turn on my camera so you can mm-hmm. see. So I have this stand, right? And there's this brass thing that I have to put into my microphone in order for it to screw into the stand. And the brass thing came undone yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I threw it away because I was like, oh, it looks like it's 
I can't figure out how to get it back in. So I have another one in, in another stand that I have in my closet. I don't know why I'm pointing to my closet, but, uh, but I was trying to get that out, but it was like, it wouldn't go and it wouldn't give. So then I ended up having to go back into my trash can and root around and find another brass one. And then I just like Jimmy rigged it. So I just took like two wrenches and just tried to like screw it together. So this is very much tentatively put on right now. (laughs) So, uh, where's so we'll George? I want to yell at him. Who's George? <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, that's the best response you could have given. <laughs> oh no! Uh, now I feel bad. Now I feel bad for George. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, just a bunch. Yeah, I, I am sorry. And trust me, once I start stop feeling sick, I'll, I'll be more uh, reticent to uh, want to start doing better. But right now I'm just in that mode where I'm just like everything's hitting the fan, so I'm just like, eh, it is what it is. You know, when you're in that attitude where it's like everything's going wrong. That's kind of how I feel when you know I got back. You know, I had like a whole whirlwind weekend. You know, yeah. And I sort of felt like I don't know if you ever feel like this after one of those weekend getaway kind of things when you do them with Star. Is like, like you have this weekend. I guess it's a vacation thing where there's nothing on your mind. You've said, and by the way, I don't know if you do this when you're a Star. I do everything so that, like, there's no homework to be done while I'm gone. Does that make sense? I'm not doing something like I'm missing work. I said, like, okay, I'm going to get all my work done early. Uh-huh. And then that way I don't have to worry about it. Like, if you think about it, like, on Monday, on Monday night, between Sunday and Monday at midnight, a new episode of Catching Up came out. Okay? The, I scheduled that before the whole weekend. So, like, but how come I show up? And then, by the way, I wasn't even gone all Monday. I dropped Aiden off at, like... 2 p.m. or early, like 1.15 or something, you know? And it seemed like when I came back, like, the world was way to be like, oh, my God, there are podcast emergencies! And, you know, yeah. like, and why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens, Lori? I think it's because y- you have a schedule where you're very busy, you know? You're a very busy person. You have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so even, so things are still, wheels are still spinning even when you're not there, and usually when you're there, you're able to, like, you know, handle things as they come. But because you take time off, then things, even when you have, even when you finish uh, a, per- a particular part of work, it's still going on. So when uh-huh. you get back, it's like, oh, everything's compounded from the days that you were gone. So, you know, what's so funny. I'm not as smart as you. I just leave work and then don't do anything and then come back and everything's all out of control. And I'm like, oh, I really should have done something. Well, no, so. to me, it's the equivalent of like, there's, there are people I know who they like to, when they go on vacation, they have to clean their house from top to bottom because they have to come home to a clean house. That's sort of how I feel about the work <clears throat> stuff. I like to like, I d- yeah, I do that. I like to do that because it's not even like I like to come back. I just know that like, if I don't make my bed or I don't sweat for my floor, I just I know that I'm going to think about it when I'm on vacation, you know. Will you so, really think about it? Yeah, I'll be like, "Oh, there's dirt under my floor." Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But I'll be like, "Uh, eh, there's, you know." So, I I like to do that. But yeah, I I with where as far as cuz like I had like research I had to do and I didn't do it and mm-hmm. for well for the most part I did some research on vacation, but Yeah. I had stuff I had to do and I didn't really do it. And then I got back this week and I was like, oh, I really should have done more stuff. Let me tell you how much homework I did. You know, I've become obsessed with um, buying movie posters. And yeah. Every day, every day, I go on eBay mm-hmm. and I see what movie posters are ending, what auctions are ending that day. Okay. 
Oh, okay. So then I then I watch. Well, you know what's so funny is you know you know remember Ashley the comedian, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls. That's the, the, the one the, whose period blood you wanted to drink. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The that where that's where that rumor started, and it's mm-hmm. haunted me ever ever since. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, little did we know when you were sitting in my apartment that one day, and I asked you that question. Little did we know that like thirteen years later, I would still be asking you the same question. Uh, do you remember what I said to you when I first when I first came to your apartment? No, what? I was so shocked because I was like, "This is a real adult apartment," and you go, "Yeah, I'm a I'm an adult." <laughs> like, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, okay." I was so shocked that it was so like everything was. It was a really nice place, and mm-hmm. I and you had really you had fun posters, and mm-hmm. it was like it was like the apartment that I was like, if I was like if I had like taste, this mm-hmm. is what my apartment would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I. Because I knew that was happening, I went and looked three to four days in advance because I knew I wouldn't be able to look in advance uh, for what posters I could want to buy. What's funny is is I realized I don't really totally have a problem. I've only recently got into the movie poster game. It used to be the magic poster thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so really I'm buying a lot. But there aren't really that many for me to buy. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. when, I go, when I go through eBay now, I'm pretty much buying everything that I want. And everything, I'm like, crap, 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 crap. So I'm just buying. At a certain point, we're going to be that I buy far fewer posters. Um, yeah. Uh, just because I've bought, every, I've bought everything <sighs> I want. Um, all right, Laurie. But oh, it's not really a problem, Joe. I mean, I think that's a fun hobby. I, my hobbies are looking for backpacks. So, oh, you know, really? I mean, is, is it funny how everyone has certain things? What? And so, ba- you like backpacks? I love. I love getting a new. But in fact, like I literally just bought a backpack like two months ago, and I'm already like I kind of want to get a new one. Mm-hmm. But I love looking for and glasses. I just got some new frames that I'm really excited about, and I'm. I was upset because um, Amazon's been doing this weird thing lately where when you order something mm-hmm. if it's not amazon prime yeah. it'll say like you know when you're like in the before you click place order it'll yeah. say like estimated delivery time you know uh november 3rd or november <laughs> yeah, you know, i've seen 7th. that it's a really annoying yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah november 7th to december you know 17th or whatever and i'm like oh okay well you know hopefully it'll get here by then wait hold on hold on for a second before you say anything i think i know where you're i'm not going to spoil your punchline but i think i know exactly where you're going okay go ahead Oh, I'm worried now. <laughs> I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna me- then, I'm gonna text you, but don't look at your phone. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna text you. And then, okay. and then I will. I'll place the order, and then it'll say, "Oh, congratulations, your item shipped." And I'm like, "Great, it'll be here by the seventh. And then I'll go, "It's it's gonna be delayed by twelve days, so oh, it's no, not gonna not get here till December thirtieth. Oh, that's not where I was going. Oh. I've done it where like I get the same thing, right? Where I go like. Your item won't be available till November third or something like that, right? Well, today's November fourth for fifth. You're December third, right? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, that's really annoying. I kind of wanted it now. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Because I'm talking about Prime. Sometimes when I have Prime, it'll say like this item is sold out, won't be available like December third, right? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I guess. All right, I'll order it, and then I get it the next day. Oh yeah, I've had that happen to me. Yeah, I've had that happen, but but I, I'm talking about like orders that go later. So mm-hmm. I was like upset because I really want these glasses now, and I have to wait till like the end of December to get them. Oh, so this really happened. So, 
So yeah, so that's my, those are my things. I think it's because I'm, I honestly, I think it's because I'm fat that mm-hmm. like, those are like the items of what I have every day that I can control that I feel like look good. So mm-hmm. I'm always like on the hunt for like fun new backpacks or. You know, it's funny that you say that. Because glasses. My friend Mercedes, I, I told this theory to my friend Mercedes and now she uses it. Not use it, but she's she's mentioned this theory several times. I have a thing that a lot of fat girls love shoes. Yeah. Because one of the last things, you know, one of the things you can wear that will always look good. I mean, yeah, you might have a fat foot, but you can still look good in a pair of shoes. And so you always see fat girls will show off their new shoes on Instagram because that's the only thing they feel confident about enough to show on, on, on Instagram. But they still want yeah. to do essentially the version of a selfie, but they'll do it with shoes. And so, um, yeah. Welcome to First World Problems with Lori and Joe. Go ahead. I know. I'm the same way, but now that I have, like, I'm actually trying to help, like, not wear shoes that are terrible for me. Mm-hmm. So I can't wear, like, any of my China shoes. I can't wear Converse. I can't wear Vans. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I strictly have been sticking to New Balance and, like, the Crocs dress shoes, which is sad that I... I'm in, I have the Crocs dress shoes line. Um, but, uh, uh, so I just, I pretty much shoes have been really taken off the table for me. Cause I, mm-hmm. I have to like really take care of like my feet and stuff and like not buy shoes that are going to like hurt throughout the yeah. day. So, um, anyway, the reason I brought up, brought up Ashley earlier, we have to, we have to wrap this up cause we're getting to the 15 minute mark is she told me this trick. Not told me she said on, on Twitter, and I said I've been doing even an eBay trick, and I was like, I'll try. I've been doing eBay, where you just watch an item, okay? Like you just put, you can watch. It's like I'm gonna we watch this item. If it doesn't sell, more often than not, the seller will make a special offer to people watching, and you know basically lower the price significantly to sell it. And yeah, it's worked. So the, I'll just see if I see a poster I like, but I'm like. I'll watch it, and I'm going to tell you, more often than not, I get a message from eBay, the seller wants to make you a special offer, and they want to take 25% off or something. So I know Lori's coughing. This is gross. So while she does that, why don't we do this? That's pretty great. That's smart. I just got an email a couple months ago that said that I'm um, allowed to order from eBay again. So Wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second, because I don't want to go past 15 minutes for these, like, hot topics things, but now... I need to know why you were banned from eBay. Um, because I would, so I didn't understand eBay for the longest time. And mm-hmm. now that I explain it, it's going to seem like I'm really dumb, but know that I was this dumb where I didn't realize that when you place a bid mm-hmm. that you're like agreeing to pay it. I thought it was like, I, you just kept bidding. And then if somebody won, <clears throat> then you could be like, Oh no, thank you. I've decided I don't want it. But you just you have to pay it like you have to. So I did it like several times. But wait, I could see not understanding the first time. How did you keep not understanding that? Well, I did it several times at once. So okay. I would like feel like over the course of like two weeks, I was doing it, and so all of it came together. And then I was like, eh, you know what? I don't want to get that. And I would buy some stuff. I would do it, but then some of them I'd be like, no, I don't want to pay for that. And then they'd be like, no, you, you have to pay for it. And I was like, no, I don't I don't want to. And then so then I got a bad rating. So eBay said that I couldn't buy things from them anymore. So, yeah, that's about it. 
This week, the girls have to break up into teams and write, sing, and perform in parodies of RuPaul's music. Violet proves why no one wants to her, wants her on their team. Pearl and Fame bicker like an old married couple, or Laurie and Joe. And some of the girls insult RuPaul right to her face. In the end, Kennedy Davenport was named the winner of the challenge, while Trixie Mattel and Pearl were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, Pearl lived to see another day, while Trixie Mattel was asked... To sashay away, Lori, uh, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I mean, again, I liked the challenge. I actually mm-hmm. thought I was going to dislike it because I was like, eh, this is kind of dumb. I mm-hmm. I guess I, 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 for, I don't really like the fact that RuPaul uses her own music mm-hmm. to kind of like promote it. Like, yeah. oh, you know, we're going to sing a, my song and we're going to do a video, music video of my song. It's like, eh, okay. But I thought that I overall I thought it was cute and I thought the the groups were, you know, worked even the you know when they were fighting I felt like they still kind of did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst group did better than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like the looks. Um I'm really not liking Pearl. Okay. Um I feel like I don't get Pearl. I will say, like, it's not like I don't get, like, what is, like, I'm just like, uh, what is, I I would love to see a drag show that she does. Mm -hmm. Because the way that I view her is that she just, like, kind of stands on stage and just, like, stares into the distance and then walks off. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't understand what she brings to this, to any show. Yeah. And so, and it's just becoming more and more clear to me that she's just, like, doesn't have any talents or and you know so i don't know i'm just to this episode i'm just not on pearl's side mm-hmm. but yeah other than that um, i thought overall i thought it was a good episode okay so this is what i'll say the, okay first uh i will say that uh it was nice to see a sane lucian piani do you know anything about lucian piani Lori? only stuff that you've mentioned which is that he kind of went off the deep end mm-hmm. a little bit but yeah, I I uh, um, I yeah, I don't know too much about Lucian Piani. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was sort of RuPaul's producer and song main songwriter and all that stuff. And then at a certain point, he and RuPaul split ways, split split apart. And then after that, I don't know if he was using drugs beforehand, allegedly, or it was after. But uh, somehow got into drugs, and he's admitted this because he went to rehab. Uh, and then had been struggling with that and mental health and just has gone cuckoo bananas. It's we, it's also actually kind of bizarre. It's because now I know how cuckoo bananas he's been. It's bizarre to see him so sane on yeah. these episodes. But, uh, but it was nice to see. And it, it, you remember, oh, he is actually, he does know what he's, he's not a raving lunatic. So that's sort of, uh, crazy to see. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say that I liked was I actually really liked Team Sissy That Walks music video. It's so funny how uh, they did a good job making fun of that original Sissy That Walk music video. Uh, yeah, the, the, I thought that was cute. Yeah, the Bianca and Adore parts were funny. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, it's you know what's so funny is you're saying Pearl, and I'm saying, wow, Violet's really an awful person. <laughs> Like, and it's something we'll talk about later in the episode where, where I'm like, I get why no one wants her on their team. Why is she so shocked all the time? Well, 
I will say this for Violet. I feel like I agree with you that I feel like Violet does have a, an attitude, mm-hmm. but I feel like everybody has an attitude towards her too. And it's like when somebody like that is feels like they're being backed into a corner, mm-hmm. their only option is to react negatively. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I feel like if people just sort of backed off or just were, you know, weren't so negative, mm-hmm. like I felt like a lot of the, the, the uh, episode was just everybody telling each other no. And it's like, that's not how you work as a team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I just felt, I felt like it was a little bit of both, but yeah, I, I felt like Violet, she's starting to decline a little bit in my opinion. I feel like she's, she's not as like, be, not, not showcasing as much talent as I thought she originally had. So. All right. Very good. And then, uh, all right. So let's um, move on. After Jasmine's elimination, Ginger notices how quiet it is with Jasmine gone. Kennedy didn't enjoy lip syncing against her friend. Miss Fame is glad that Jasmine is gone because she said gross things. And Pearl wasn't a fan of the critiques she got for being so low energy. This cold open, Lori. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what started off the me not liking Pearl thing was her being upset about what Jasmine was saying about, you know, no, that wasn't Pearl. That was that was Miss Fame. Oh, Miss Fame. Oh, really? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. So all these things that you've been talking about with Pearl, are you talking about Miss Fame? I think I might be talking about Miss Fame. <laughs> We're well, going to make this episode really awkward because they're not getting along in this episode. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I am talking about Miss Fame because I I did think it was weird that I was like, I I remember going to the back and going like, wait, did she she lip synced right? So okay, yeah, I'm talking about Miss Fame. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, Miss Fame. I don't understand. Uh, first off, it's like I love when somebody who's not funny tries to explain a joke, okay. and tries to find the meaning of it. Like, what does that even mean? Pop pop them corns. Yeah. What is that? I don't understand. What it's like. Oh my god! It's like listening to my uh, my grandmother try try and like dissect mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I I uh, I I didn't like that part. I well, just what's I was funny, kind of like what's dumb. funny is it's so funny how we all have our own little things that we like and don't like because she's saying this is fucking gross to say pop the corn and feed the fucking children. It's so gross, right? And then. Yeah. And then later, we're going to get to this, during when she's in her challenge, you know, Trixie says, we should do, I want to tan with you. And she goes, no, it should be dirty. Like, I want to grab your cock and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. first, of, first of all, you and I both know, that is the cheat. The drag queens always do this. It's so cheap to go that sexual. Like, it's yeah. not, it's, it's rarely funny. It's, yeah. And that's where and she it, wanted to go. Why was that gross? <clears throat> It's a beginner improv. Every yeah. t- every beginner improv show, because people always think that being funny is being shocking. Mm-hmm. So every beginner improv show is always one somebody goes like, "Oh, I can't wait to suck on your tits," oh, and then really? it's like you know everybody's like, "Every no, no, it doesn't get a laugh," and then they freeze and they're like, "Why didn't I get a laugh? I said tits." So you know, that, that's just all it is. In a Judy Carter class, I was just there with Shannon, and there was this kid who, um. He must have been at the time like early twenties. He had taken the class and he was just really struggling. And he just wasn't getting the jokes and stuff like that. So the teacher said, I was just there. He was like, Can you work with him? Like, please just like take what because he was meeting with a bunch of people. He's like, Can you take him outside and work with him? And so I had a talk with him. We met for we met for coffee during the week, you know? Yeah. And um because the showcase was that weekend, and I said, Listen, and we and we put together look. 
A Judy Carter. This is what I'll say about a Judy Carter set, or if you do her stand up. I mean, I guess if you're very talented, you could be amazing and hysterical. You know, Shannon's a good example of that. But like for the most part, what's great about it is if you're not even even if you're the unfunniest person ever, if you just follow the formula, you won't be the worst. Does that yeah. make sense? You'll just go out there and you'll be fine. You you'll know, be okay. you'll yeah. be okay. You know, forgettable at worst. And he really wanted to do dirty shit. And I said, listen, you got to do blah, 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 blah. It's everything you just said. Yeah. And so we put together a set that was actually decent. Okay. So at the showcase, I'm there and he goes out and starts doing the jokes and he's doing fine. Right. And I think he messed up and said the F word by accident or something like that. And he got a laugh, which that can happen. Right. Yeah. And then he was like. Fuck it. And then trash everything that we had worked on and then just did his weird, like, dirty ass shit he wanted to talk about, you know, and um, yeah, and just went with that. Because the problem is that the, they see these road dogs out there and like, oh, yeah. They, yeah, they're seeing like Jeff Keith and Katie Tatara who are fucking dirty as fuck. And they're like, well, I want to do that. You know? Yeah. Well, um, what they don't realize is that they work at it and they yeah. earn it, you yeah. know? and. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, uh, the the funniest thing I've ever heard a new comedian say, and that I literally died laughing, and I immediately regretted it because I feel like it gave him, I feel like it made him think that it was it was gonna be a, it was gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. But he goes, uh, "This is my first time doing stand up. I'm gonna tell some jokes about rape." <laughs> I just started laughing so hard, and I thought it was a bit. Honestly, uh-huh. I thought it was a bit. And it wasn't, and he went into like really terrible jokes about rape, and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh God, <laughs> it was so bad." I remember uh, I, this is I, this is apropos of nothing. I took this. My cousin wanted me to take a playwriting class with him, right? Uh huh. And we were. I think the assignment for the week was to come up with um, a scary. It was like a whole not scary. Wouldn't that be scary? I went scary, right? But they come up with like a short premise to bring to bring a premise the next week, and then you know the teacher would tell you who what to do with it, right? And by the way, this teacher was um, the woman that wrote the play "Real Women Have Curves." Okay. Okay. And I've I I don't know her, but I I know her, and trust me, I've worked with her before. Let me put it this way. And she's she's an absolute crazy person. She's a cuckoo bird. Okay. And uh-huh. that's kind of why I love her. All right, is she's a crazy? I think I I am so amused by what a crazy person she is. Okay, yeah. So she's teaching the class, and she gets to me, and she says, "What's your premise?" And I say, and I actually still think it's a good premise. The it, the base it was a scary story. The basic premise. I don't want to get into the whole thing because there's a whole history behind it. Right? It's actually based on a real event. Okay. Uh huh. But it was about essentially. Uh, I'll give you the basic, basic comic book version of it, which is a guy rapes a girl and kills her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh my God. So he like throws her body in the lake. Okay. Uh-huh. And then she comes back and kills him. All right. Oh, so it's sort of like a, I spit on your grave. Style. Yeah. 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 Exactly, exactly. Okay. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be sort of like a, it had to be about Mexican people in, in East LA. So I okay. was basically doing like okay a Mexican version that and the, even the I spit on your grave story is a tale as old as time it's such a it's just a horror movie trope right yeah so I say yeah so it's this singer 
and blah 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 and um he you know takes this girl and he rapes her and he murders her and and the lake and she goes stop stop right there stop and she looks at the class she gets really obnoxious about it she goes i'm gonna tell you something i hear the word rape and i'm out i'm done like I, I, I would, I would get up and walk out of the theater. And really? I was, like, I was like, well, I said, well, just so you know, he get. It's not like he rapes her and then the end. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like the the point is we have to put him in. A, he's in a, not the protagonist. Yeah, no, he's not at all. You know. Yeah. Well, even you can even have a protagonist who does bad things and gets what's coming to him. Right. The point yeah. is like we're not rooting for him. Okay. And um, and she's like, no, no, you're gonna have to change the idea because. I hear rape and I'm at the door. And I'm like, all right. So I actually never went back to the class. <laughs> What's funny is then, you know, just to end this story, is my cousin, of course, then my cousin goes and everybody loves his story. It's not about rape at all, right? They love, oh my God, everyone's clapping and laughing, applauding, right? So I feel half an inch tall and my cousin's super stoked, right? Okay. So, so we're walking out and there's this guy who approaches us. And he has, like, you know that thing where, like, his hat in his hand, he's, like, being really humble, like, you know, swirling his, town, t- his toe in the ground and, like, looking down, afraid to look at us. And we walk up to him and he goes, can I ask you guys a question? And then he's looking at us. And I, I can't remember why, but I thought he was going to, like, tell my cousin what a great story he wrote, right? Yeah. And he goes, to me, he goes, do you have a podcast? And I, my cousin, my cousin says he has a, a couple of podcasts. And he goes, "Well, are you on RuPaul's Drag Race Recap?" Oh my! God. And all of a sudden, the swelling of the head goes like you know twenty times. I go, "Well, yes, I am." And he goes, "Oh my god, I'm a huge fan. I I like listen to every. I listen to all your stuff." Blah blah blah. blah. He was like just like, a, and I was just like, "Huh? Well, there you go." And that man, and that was man Luke Stamen. Was Luke Stamen. <laughs> And then I raped Luke Stamen and buried his body in a lake. Yeah. And I think that's why he's in now. Do you know, by the way, that I shouldn't say this on the air. I can't say it on the air. I one time had a, a did I ever tell you about that guy who used to, I was in an improv class and used to start every scene with other women except for me about how he was either about to have sex with them or just had sex with them. And uh, he would always start and then finally one scene he would always and he always had to be the one to do an initiation Mm -hmm. and finally one scene i literally come out and i immediately start with an initiation i just say oh it was really nice you know the sex was really great or some shitty initiation Mm -hmm. but i just wanted to like make it so that we were having sex because i was like felt left out Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i was like why don't you want to have fake sex with me yeah so he just goes blank behind the eyes Uh uh-huh he stands up, walks over to me, uh-huh. pretends to cut my throat, <gasps> and then slices off my breasts. <laughs> Wait, but... <laughs> Which, by the way, it's how did he know that's how we first met? I know, right? And I was like, how did you know how I like to have sex? Yeah. Well, by the um, way, for everyone listening in the future, Luke Stamen is a prominent listener of the show. If you don't know who he is, it's a, it's a listener that Lori and I know of. We hate him. Yeah, but and we, I, 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 you know what's so funny? I didn't mention this earlier. I was going to mention it earlier, but we ran out of time. I, the president of Mixler, wanted to have a phone interview with me. It's a whole other story, right? And uh-huh. so I had that today with him. 
And uh, one of the, I was talking about all these things I want to see with the product. And yeah. one of the things I asked for was, was there a way that we could specifically block Luke Stamen from ever listening to the show? And he goes, well, you can block people on Mixer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But like, he's not allowed to download the podcast or hear it or anything like that. <laughs> oh, no. And he didn't know what I was talking about. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. Good. I'm glad you talked to him about that issue. Um, no, yeah, I didn't talk about any other issues. You're like, you know, do you have any other issues with the platform? I go, no, everything's perfect. No, fine. no, no, it's great. No, it's just, perfect. just if you could just find a way to make make sure that Luke Stamen can never listen to any podcast ever. And he's like, well, you know, I only run one software platform, and I go, no, 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 but maybe you know people who could just ban him from the internet. Just, and, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, well, you know what's so funny? When you were, oh, you were, oh, I went to the, we've, I love how we still haven't got back to the episode. I, um, I went to this party the day. My friend, it's a whole, it's, I went to a party and my friend's parents were there and the, her parents, and I don't know why, I don't know why. Her parents don't like me. Okay. What time was this party? Like in the evening last Sunday? Oh, I thought you said you went today. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I was like, what do you consider a party at one in the afternoon? It was an evening last Sunday, and we went to this party, and it was a 50th birthday party for my friend's husband, right? Okay. And all his closest friends were there. And I know a lot of these people. And my friend's dad was running around the party taking pictures of the guests. And so at one point, I was talking to some friends, and he goes, like, you guys get together. And then we all posed, and he goes, no, 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 Joe, get out of the picture. All right? (laughs) And then took their picture, and they were like, what the hell? And so then we were on a long table, and he went around, he went down the line of the table taking pictures of everyone at the table. And then literally when he got to me, put the camera down, stepped over, and then resumed taking the pictures of everyone at the table. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everyone was like, were you mad? I'm like, no, all I can do is laugh because I so did nothing wrong that I have no... Yeah. It doesn't even make me mad. Like I'm like I don't I don't know I don't know what these people are mad about. I have no idea. They that just reminds me so much of like when my family. So my family has this thing where like you never ask them if they're angry. Okay. Because their response is like, "No, I'm not angry. Stop asking me, even if they're angry." <laughs> so, but the problem is, uh-huh. is that they also don't tell you when they're angry. Yeah. So what they do is they'll just do things, but loudly. So like when my aunt's really angry, she'll do the dishes, but loudly. Uh-huh. And when my dad's angry, he'll like, he'll watch TV, but loudly mm-hmm. uh, or eat loudly. Um, and then when my mom's angry, she'll vacuum yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. Like she'll just start vacuuming. Like while you're watching TV, she'll just start vacuuming, staring at uh-huh. you. Yeah. And so my new thing has just been, cause I used to be like, what's wrong? And then they'd be like, nothing. I don't, I don't want to talk. Nothing. Nothing's wrong. Why do you keep asking me if something's wrong? And I'm like, oh, because you're sta- stone cold staring at me while you're yeah. vacuuming in front of me. Uh-huh. Um, and so now my new thing is I just don't even address it. So like I was over, I was over <laughs> at my parents' house and my mom was like vacuuming really loudly. And I was just talking over her and being like, so yeah, my day was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, and it drives them crazy because I'm just like, you yeah, look, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Because it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Then you got to be like, I'm sorry for whatever I did. And they're like, well, why don't you know what you did? And then I have to like think back and then I have to guess like four different things. Is it so. weird is that their hatred of me fuels my belief in God? And what I mean is if there is an afterlife and we go to a place and we all we, we now know everything. They're like, oh, my God, that's who killed Kennedy and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. I have this belief that they'll die and be like, 
oh, wait, Joe was actually a really good guy and didn't have any ill intentions. It was not a, <laughs> a bad what person. You gonna yeah. Happen? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. They're going to know who built the pyramids. Wait, you don't know who killed Kennedy? I know, of course, everybody knows it was famed uh, magazine publisher Hugh Hefner. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no. Oh. Obviously, it was a woman. It was Jackie O. Yeah, no. Yeah, look, she, I mean, look, her, his, his brains were literally in her hands. Do you, need, yeah. do you need any more evidence than that? Yeah. Yeah. It's called a smoking gun. Or in this case, <laughs> or, shattered brains. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, let's get back to this. All right, RuPaul. Next day, RuPaul walked into the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be creating music video parodies. One of my favorite artists ever. Me. (laughs) Working in three teams, you'll have to write lyrics, record vocals, and then. Shoot your own hashtag honey or die music video. Yeah. So, okay. So then moving on, the three teams broke down as follows. Uh, in team uh, Dance With You, they were going to do the RuPaul song Dance With You. It was Katya, Pearl, Trixie, and Max. No, it wasn't. It was Katya, Pearl, Trixie, and uh, Miss Fame. And the then same. in team Sissy That Walk, it was Violet, Max, and Jaden. Mm-hmm. And then on team Let the Music Play, it was Ginger Minge, Mrs. Kasha Davis, Ken- Kennedy Davenport, and Candy Ho. Um, did you – okay. That, oh, sorry. So did you have anything to say before we move on? I don't think there really is, but before we do, because I broke them down into teams. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the things I loved yeah. was – okay, so when somebody says something funny, there's mm-hmm. like a reaction time, yeah. you know? And it's not that much of a reaction time, but there is a split second. But you could tell from this that they were like, no matter what she says, we have to – Oh, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God, Lori. I thought the same thing to – uh, please tell me what it is. I'm going to die if it's the exact same moment. So she goes, my favorite artist ever, and then gives a pause and then goes – me but the when she as soon as she said the e everybody was like ah! oh i know that's not the same moment i thought the same moment the oh moment for Why me you keep setting us up for this <laughs> the moment for me was later she goes you need to do like dancing or something like that and then she goes and comedy and she does that whole like ta-da and then everyone like you could tell there's a pause and then everyone goes like ah! <laughs> yeah and you're like just because she just did like the tadast, it's like weird. Well, that's because they were then going like, "Is that the end of her thing?" But it's they, with this because there was a pregnant pause before she said the word. Mm-hmm. They, or you could tell that everybody was like, "Okay, whatever she says, we're gonna cheer and laugh. Yeah. Like that's gonna be our thing." And you could tell because some people chose cheer and some people chose laughter, mm-hmm. and it was like they were just like, "Whatever it is, we're gonna be excited." So I just love that. This is like, oh man. She's just, right. she just really started this just so people but would, the, you know, the Boulay brothers it. do the same thing too and so do uh, the sugar baker twins from that horrible camp. did you see in Camp Wanakiki that the sugar baker twins oh it's so so it's so depressing the sugar baker twins did a video asking for people to basically like help promote the show and support the show 
Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. I'm so. Mm. What's funny is like by the time this airs, is probably like season three is going to come out of this horrible Camp One Kiki. Oh, oh yeah, because it'll be in the summer. Yeah, it'll be in the summer. But um, they made a video that just came out where they're like, they're, I'm going to play it right. I'm actually pulling it up right now. Where they um, Camp One Kiki, here it is. Uh, and 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 then you're like, oh god, this is. Um, oh, here to support. It's only two minutes long. Here we go, guys. We have a, a Patreon show where we where we essentially rip apart Camp One and Kiki because it's there's not is was there ever an episode where we were like that was actually pretty good? Uh, I'm trying to think. We like we like Dear Ruthie. Dear Ruthie, I like Dear Ruthie. Yeah. I actually like Tora Hyman. I thought Tora Hyman was okay. okay so Dear Ruthie is is who we think should it's be the host of the host show. Camp counselor, yeah. She's the quote camp counselor, but she's they're not the hosts. The hosts are the Sugar Baker twins, but Dear Ruthie should be the host. The Sugar Baker twins should be nowhere near drag or a camera or anything like that. So Let this, me say this: I think that there was maybe an episode last season that I kind of was like, it's not bad. It's just not. It's just nothing. You know? Yeah. It's if like you it's just on, not. If you were on Patreon, you would hear this show, which essentially was the closest thing to hearing Lori and I give our 13 reasons why we killed ourselves. You know? Yes. Yeah. With two different people. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Justice, I think, has completely quit comedy. And uh, I think Jimmy Anti is now uh, uh, decided to live his life as a kangaroo. So, you know, it really changed all of them. No one knows who you're talking about. All right, here we go. Uh, here are the Sugar Baker twins asking people to support the show. Here we go. I'm Betty. Oh, why is it not coming through the... Why is it not coming through? Here we go. Harry Pie Sugar... Oh, my God, it's so loud. Here we go. Sugar Baker, we're coming at you from Camp Wanakiki. By the way, they're clearly standing in front of a green screen screen and not really the camp. Here we go. And we want to give a big shout out to all of our fans out there who've been with us through... All four of them, by the way. Two seasons. You know what? You really should. If anyone has to sit through those two seasons, they should be. Ugh. They should. Win, they should win free hamburgers for life. All to, by fans. They mean like all of the people who were involved in the shooting of the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Your love and support means the world to us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for liking. Do they for, see their subscription for all numbers? All the support that you've given us over the last two seasons of Camp Wanakiki. Yes, and not well, they're like us. me and Maria with Bloody Podcast. I mean, they're just like at this point, we'll take anything. So you know, but like we pour nothing into this show and like in, in our shows, you know what we do, but like not like, and they're like putting all this effort in, and they have this has thirteen hundred views. I don't know if that's something to brag about. If <laughs> we do absolutely nothing, but that's what I'm. No, I I'm not bragging. We should do more. But like everyone should know, Lori was twenty minutes late after being forty five minutes late, and um. She was well, just like, we she agreed just, that I could be 45 minutes late. She, she was like, what the fuck are you going to do about it, right? These guys are actually putting effort. That. They're putting effort into this and they can't get anything. And dear Ruthie, but also for the campers through both seasons, because we know it means so much to them as well. It does. And so you might be asking, how can we help support Camp Wanakiki? Do you think anyone has asked that, Lori? No. I mean, maybe they're like, how can we support Camp Wanakiki in no longer being a TV show? <laughs> and not, no longer being on YouTube. I want to support Camp Wanna Cancel. Yeah. There yes, we go. No. That's what Jimmy called. Yeah. Oh, 
like Dolly Parton said, takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes a lot of money. Look, that means they're pouring money into this, Lori. Oh yeah, I'm sure that they're pouring a lot of money into it. Because if the rent that's, at camp, that's what's sad. This episode is so full of non sequiturs. I'm just gonna stop it right there. Well, because I gotta be honest with you, I was thinking about when you said, "Oh, we haven't gotten to the show." I mean, for the most part, there's not really a lot to the show. This no. episode, no. So also, by know. the time look, if you're in season seven, episode four with me and Lori, you know you you know what you're getting with this. You're not listening to the show because you really want to hear Lori and I give a yeah. hot take on. I, you're not, you're, not, you're never going to be like, I want to know what Lori Roggenkamp thinks about drag. <laughs> I want to, I really want to get her view, her to break down yeah. drag for me. <laughs> I hope they go on as quickly as possible. We need to hear what they're saying about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So let's go on to Team Sissy That Walk. Violet is bitchy and criticizes any ideas people put forward, and Max doesn't like blue humor. During the table visit with RuPaul, Max talks about his dislike for blue humor, and Jaden tells RuPaul that they're trying to, to tie the song to season six. During the recording session, Jaden is nervous at first, but then redeems herself while Violet can't sing in his super cunty dilution piani. I ran out of breath there. During the music video, everyone performs well except for Max, who has trouble with his impression of Courtney Act. In the end, the final product is fairly successful and makes the judges laugh. Any big thoughts on uh, Team Sissy That Walk, Lori? Oh, see, I thought that, um, I th- <clears throat> excuse me, I thought Trixie Mattel did terribly. I thought she did, but we're then not, also... We're not on that team. Oh, 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 okay. I thought we were doing like all, oh, you were just doing Sissy That Walk. I was I doing Sissy That Walk, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I look. I feel like it, it, working in a team is obviously tough for Violet. So going into that, I think it's a little like you just have to kind of go. Okay, this is who she is. You know, like it, you just have to accept it and try and either either have like either be like, look, we like there's two of us against you. We're gonna do this. So you can either not do it or you can do it. And just either be stern or try and have a compromise, you mm-hmm. know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think that um, – but I think I thought Max kind of did a good job of sort of running the team. And mm-hmm. I felt like overall I felt like their music video was good. So, yeah. you know, for all the complaining they did, I felt like in the end I liked their, I liked their music video a lot. Yeah, and uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the only thing I – Look, I don't like when people say they don't like certain types of humor, but it's like, you know what? That that's just who you are, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean I will say, you know, we just criticized Miss Fame for thinking that Jasmine was gross, but Max sort of walks the walk and talks the talk. She is pretty prim and proper. Uh yeah. and I could see her rank, like, okay, well she doesn't like blue humor. But then part of me thinks like, is it one of these things though? Because one of the complaints about Max was that you know that she faked that voice. I don't know if it comes up if it's come up on the show yet, or if it even comes up on the show at all. But Trixie and Max went to college together and knew each other, right? Because they were both. Oh, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were both in the theater program at their college together and knew each other very well. Had done plays together. If you go on YouTube, there's videos of the two of them in like musical numbers together. Like they knew each other. Yeah. And um, Max has an interview that. I mean, sorry, Trixie said Max doesn't talk like that. I don't know what that voice was. It's like weird. So I don't know if she was doing the character on and off screen. Things get weirder with with Max, and and I can't wait till next week. I can tell. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I feel like she, she. Well, she again. I feel like she's trying to be um, that one 
uh, person from who I keep forgetting her name, who you and my girlfriend really like. Um, Tammy Brown. What was, Tammy Brown. I feel like she's trying to be, be Tammy Brown, where Tammy Brown was like obviously like a like the character on and off screen, right? And mm-hmm. I think she's trying to emulate that, but she's not that. So it just comes off as a little fake. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I thought it was good. You know, um, what do you think the deal was with Violet? Why is she so awful? But I'm telling you, Joe. Like, look, I get that she's a she's a difficult person, and maybe I'll, I'll change my mind. You know, I I'm constantly changing my mind. So maybe next week I'll come to you and I'll be like, yeah, Violet's a real bitch. But I feel like, you know, at the same time, it's like, look, she's obviously he's obviously somebody who doesn't like to have his ego bruised, and being picked last consistently is obviously a big ego bruiser, and. Uh, I think that he's also very much not a team player. So when you put him in a team situation, it's like he views it like, well, now I got to carry these bitches, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. is not true because I feel like he's was probably the weakest link in that team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he just feels pressure. And so I think you can either be very strict with him or you can be like you can try and have a compromise and say, hey, look, let's just work together. But I feel like Max and, and Jaden were just so. Like they were doing everything that everybody else is doing, where they roll their eyes and they, you know, they sat. I mean, I'm sure it was editing, but it just didn't seem like they were willing to be a team with him. They were just, they just wanted him to be like, you know, this is what you, they just wanted, they were just like, ugh, whatever, you're just going to do whatever you want to do. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not how a team works. And then when he was with Lucian Piani, I, I don't like the, the way that they're doing these, like, moments where they have people come in or they do because it's like uh, like i said last episode if you're gonna if you're gonna go over something or if you're gonna help somebody mm-hmm. then help them don't judge them with what they're but doing like but actually don't you think help Lush, wait hold on but don't you think like look i lucian in later seasons gets worse but i feel at this stage lucian had given constructive criticism to violet he was like wait are you what are you trying to do here he's and he's like i don't know these terms and he's like and you know i was just doing what you told me to do like just really gross. No, I think that he Lucian was being very like, um, you no, know, like talking down to him and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, if, if I, like, do I think it's good that that the way that uh, Violet responded was the way? No, but I mean, you, you obviously that's the type of person he is. So if he's going to be backed into a corner, he's going to react in a negative, you know, bitchy way. Mm-hmm. so the you know you're not gonna fix somebody you're not gonna get them to like completely change their mm-hmm. um <clears throat> excuse me their uh you know makeup and it's like it, yeah i think I, th- I think that he was being look if you get somebody who like has been like i don't know anything about singing i know nothing about singing and then you go like what octave are you singing in like that's a that's a bitchy question mm-hmm like I would, I would be that way. I mean, I'm sick right now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, I think, mood. I think we know that. So, you're, let me see. Get this straight. So, I, I, I kind of want to understand what you're saying here. You're saying that if you do something wrong, but the person asks you why were you doing this, you have a right to be cunty to that person. No, but see, he wasn't doing something wrong. He didn't know what he was doing. That's what I'm saying. Violet doesn't. Un, Violet was like, I don't. I'm not a singer. I don't know what how octaves are i don't know the lingo i i need help he was basically saying you need to help me and lee uh whatever his name is uh lip dick or whatever his name is Mm -hmm. he was saying um 
I, you know, oh, you, you don't know what, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing right now? Or something along that line of like being super bitchy. And it's like, no, you, that's not how you help somebody. And as a producer, if he had said that to, I mean, I doubt he would ever say that to an actual artist who was coming in or if he was, you know, teaching a class or whatever. He's just, I think it was just him wanting to play it up for the camera or, you know, they were just saying like, oh, you got to be a little harsh to them because that that's how they want it to be. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like the way that they're doing these. Um, like when they ha- have these videos, when they have them do like video or, or music or whatever, when these people are supposed to be helping them and, and, uh, you know, giving them suggestions instead, they're just judging them and being very bitchy and giving like passive aggressive comments. And I just don't think that's, that's progressive or supportive in any way. I love how this Lori, she's just defending Violet because she was fucking late today and she was cunty to me. So now she's going to be cunty. Now she has to defend Violet because she knows she has to vet, uh, defend cunty people. I don't like it. Not a fan. And I have to listen to her drone on and on. By the way, she's right about Lucian Piani, but I don't want to admit it to her. I can't, I don't, I don't, can't play sound effects. Can you play some my sound effects? I think I have it. I think this is... Wait, hold on. I don't know if I have yours ready queued up. I have the other one queued up here. First off, I was not cunty to Joe. I literally just said sorry. And, you know, I'm sorry that that, you know, I am the way I am. And then he was the one who went off. And if anything, he was cunty to himself. He was the one who was saying things to himself about how much of a loser he is. And I, I didn't even say those things. So he was the one being bitchy to himself. And secondly, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get blamed for anything. So, yeah. I don't know what Lori's talking about. <laughs> Could you play it one more time? Sorry. Sorry, I'm late. Um, <laughs> I had something to do. Sorry, something happened. Uh, I forgot where I was going to go with this. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right, team dance with you. Trixie suggests tan with you, but Miss Fame shoots it down and instead suggests something dirty. Pearl thinks Fame's idea is gross, which leads to some bickering between the two. During their table visit, Rue feels Trixie must be the leader because Trixie's so funny. Fame makes sure to tell Rue that Trixie thought of the idea of, I want to tan with you. Katya is worried about the challenge, but Fame thinks Pearl has been especially harsher during the challenge. During the recording session, Katya makes Lucian laugh, no one can sing, and Fame feels she's entitled to give advice to Pearl. Singing advice specifically. Later in the workroom, Fame tells the girl how to perform, even though Fame has no performing experience. And then during the music video filming, Trixie keeps walking off camera while the girls seem to have no clue what they're doing. In the final performance, Katya is the only standout and everyone seems to know it. All right, Laura, you want to talk shit on Trixie? Go ahead. Okay, well, first off, I think Trixie just did a terrible job of leading this group. Mm-hmm. I think that from beginning to end, Trixie just, like, I, I, I don't, it was just like, she just wants to be the one in the corner to be like, girl, can mm-hmm. you see what's happening right now? This yeah. is crazy. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you got to, like, tell these people to stop being bitches. Mm-hmm. But then also, I just feel like 
again with the editing i feel like there was miscommunication and yeah it looks stupid that trixie kept walking off stage like it looked like what the hell are you doing but then also it's like if it's happened once it if it's happened twice tell her like obviously there's a miscommunication going on Mm -hmm. so talk to her like they're there rupaul and michelle visage are there to direct them and they just seem to be just making snide comments well, Michelle, you know what's so funny? Like I've said before, we're revisiting this season. This was the very first season we ever started with. And I remember one of the things I wanted to revisit was I thought we were particularly really harsh to Michelle. And I wanted to see if it was warranted because she's not as bad now. now. And no, she's really awful this season. She's really, she really awful to the girls. Yeah. And she's not. She's not. Look, here's the thing. If she wants to be just awful and a judge great fine just mm-hmm. put her at the end have her judge them whatever yeah don't have her also then be a director and helping them with the with the, an assignment they're going to be judged on yeah. because she absolutely brings nothing to the table mm-hmm. and rupaul's the same way rupaul brings nothing to the table they don't uh, they didn't offer any advice to any of them that mm-hmm. was at all useful yeah. throughout the entire thing and it's like if you want to have a if you want to be able to like have them be their best then yeah, you should you should have somebody who can do that, like direct them and tell them what to do and stuff. And it's just like you know, so yeah, I got a little frustrated with that. I thought that was, but no. I mean, mm-hmm. I also feel like can I tan with you or I want to yeah. tan with you was just a dumb like it was like it, it was like they were like well uh, how about I want to tan with you and then they're like well let's keep thinking and then Fame brought up something that they were like no and then Trixie's like okay so then it's obviously I want to tan with you it's like you couldn't <laughs> have done a third thing well look here's a deal and I know I get in trouble when I say this and and I and, and I want to be very clear I want everyone to listen listen I want you to listen really good to what I'm saying listen well to what I'm saying I am not saying Trixie is a bad drag queen. Obviously, her success in the world disproves that immediately. Okay? Uh-huh. But I will say, boldly, that Trixie is really bad at the drag race competition. Now, Lori, I know you're going to say, well, she won All-Stars 3. And there are a lot of fans who would say, well, that doesn't really prove anything. They were rigamorous in that whole thing, right? And. It's it's a it's an All Stars two reference where oh, okay. where Alyssa Edwards says that something's rigged, but she calls it rigamorous. Okay. Oh, okay. And so you know that Shangela and other people got sort of the shit end of the stick, and that landed up with Trixie winning. Okay. And that and that and that World of Wonder and RuPaul, who have an investment in Trixie Mattel, wanted to see Trixie win. Okay. And um, but she's not good at the competition. She was terrible in All Stars three. She's not she and, and that doesn't take away from her being a that doesn't say she's a bad drag queen. RuPaul's drag race does not define drag, you know, and RuPaul's drag race doesn't isn't the be on end all of who's who's good and who's bad at drag. But what I'm saying and you can be good in a bunch of different ways, but just not at drag race, and she's just not good at this show. And yeah. also Trixie is not good Trixie thinks she's funnier than she is. Okay? I- I will say this. I think Trixie out of drag is is funny. I think mm-hmm. Trixie in drag, there's something about the spotlight that just I feel like really mutes mutes her. Mm-hmm. She said so. I think she said some funny stuff in drag out of drag. In so drag, she, I feel like I don't think I don't think I've seen her be funny at all. Well, you're saying she's funny in the confessionals. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. People find Katya very charming in the confessionals, you know? I thought Katya did great this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's she, Katya's really good at characters. What, well, that's that's the thing is that's where the Katya that you know Katya obviously is not Russian. I think Katya was in some sort of like um, acting group or like a comedy group or the improv group or sketch group. I don't know what, and that's how this character was born. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a, it's like a, a comedy character she created, and then it's been turned into a drag thing, but. Um, so she's really good at characters, especially Kristen Wiggs. Anyway, uh, what did you think about um, Miss Fame and the bickering with, with Pearl and Miss Fame and Miss Fame in general on this episode? Oh man, it's just it's like it's like watching um, a drunk guy yell at a meth meth addict to get his life together. It's just like there's no nobody's winning in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Is they're both they're just both kind of. Eh. And then one of them obviously thinks they're better than the other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I I thought Miss Fame. It's like if it's I I almost wanted Miss Fame Miss Fame to realize that if the person you're talking down to is Pearl, then you have a lot of problems. <laughs> All right, team, let the music play during their table visit with RuPaul. Uh, RuPaul asked if any of them had any experience with song parodies, and when Mrs. Kasha Davis answers the question. RuPaul's like a total bitch to her. Well, that was weird. Didn't you think that was weird? Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. RuPaul, uh, Ru gives them some basic advice and then walks away. During the recording session, Ginger is amused because Mrs. Kasha Davis sings so gay. During the music video shoot, RuPaul pretends to be pissed that the girls made fun of Drag You in their music video parody. And in the final product, everyone was amused, so there was really nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, they were kind of focused on Mrs. Kasha Davis. And to show, like, how silly she was. I don't understand. I actually like Mrs. Kasha Davis. So I think it's a character you don't really see on the show. Yeah. But they were trying to set her up. I mean, she was fine and she was ultimately safe. But they're trying to, like, use her character against her like it was a negative. Um, what did, did you ever see Drag You, Lori? No, I did not. Drag You was this makeover show they had. It was, like, the first spinoff of RuPaul's Drag Race. And they would get drag queens and they would make over these dumpy broads. And uh, then they would be then like women. Yeah, I want to make you. I want to make you angry. And stuff. Oh. <laughs> I, I I was like, are, are you talking about like old gay men, or are you talking about fat women? They would get like these like um, not attractive women, and then have drag queens make them into not attractive, uh, you know, women with drag makeup on. Oh, them. oh that's and but it was a makeover show, and. Um, uh, it got canceled after like a few seasons. And uh, what's funny is, I, I mean, I I could see RuPaul being ultimately offended, you know, really. But I mean, could she really been that offended? She knew what the lyrics were. They had recorded the song already. And then Michelle does. You know what gives it away too is Michelle is the worst actress. Like Ru's oh, like hold so the, hold the camera, hold the camera, stop, stop, stop. What did you say about drag you? And then like Michelle like gets all jersey. She's like, what are you saying about drag you? And you're like, yeah. what, are you going you to fight them, Michelle? Are you going to sit yeah. there and have a fist fight now because of drag you with some drag queens? Also, I think I feel like this is like, I don't know if this is the season that ends, but you could tell this is definitely the season where people are realizing that RuPaul is not the mother hen that everybody yeah. keeps thinking that she is. Because like, they keep doing stuff and she keeps reacting in a terrible way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I guess you're not nice. <laughs> I just love... The way that, and so when they said the drag you thing, everybody was like, "Oh, I thought she had a sense of humor." No, she doesn't. No, no she doesn't. 
Uh, but there really isn't much, much to talk about with Let the Music Play. They didn't show them that much. They, get, they didn't get a lot of screen time. Uh, I think there was no drama with them. I think it was just like they did their job and that was the end and it was fine. Um, yeah. All right. It's Elimination Day and out of the blue, Kennedy starts talking about her relationship with season two contestant Sahara Davenport, who had, paced, who had passed away. Kennedy I talks about how... That. Yeah, Kennedy talks about how they were sisters who knew each other since high school, and she was brokenhearted that when Sahara died, Kennedy couldn't afford to go to the funeral. Uh, your thoughts here, Lori? Yeah, that was really sad. Mm-hmm. Although, again, like, I'm going to sound awful saying this, but it was mm-hmm. like, re- that was the moment you guys chose to to share that information? Like, it just was like a weird... You know, you just get done with like these music videos where they're all, you know, making fun of people and they're uh-huh. doing stuff and then they're like, oh, and then this like your really great friend died and you couldn't afford to go to the funeral. Like, it's just like, what? Like, yeah, why yeah, yeah. is that? This, where, it, why is that the place you put it? It in? was so crammed. And then there were pictures of her in the mirror, which, you know, they have. They say bring these pictures because here's the deal. I'm not denying that Kennedy was. I'm not saying that Kennedy wasn't close to Sahara Davenport. I mean, she said they knew each other since high school. I'm sure they were close. They were doing drag. They were in the same drag family. Uh, I'm sure they were. But it's something that, like, this is the only time Kennedy's ever mentioned it on the show. Didn't mention it before. Doesn't mention it after. Has never mentioned it again, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, again, not denying they were close, but, like, that she brought pictures of them and then of, of, of them together. And it's just... I don't know. It seemed really forced and weird. Like, yeah. why would you? I'm going to go on RuPaul's Drag. I'm going to bring on all the only photos I'm going to bring are of, of Sahara Davenport and me. Yeah. The only weirder transition is the transition in uh, Dragula season three, the finale, where Priscilla Chambers goes, Hey, uh, as we're getting ready for our costumes, you mentioned you had something scary going on on Instagram uh, where you had like a cancer thing happen. Do you want to talk about that? Like, I'm just like, like that, that's the that's slightly weirder than this yeah. moment. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Uh, all right, let's talk about the looks. The looks were all green. Any thoughts on the looks, Laurie Rockingham? Um, I mean, for the most part, I thought the looks were were cute. I I didn't understand uh, Max's look. Uh huh. Um, I feel like for somebody who doesn't like blue humor, mm-hmm. you know, coming out with pasties on is a little oh, brash. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, what, were there any? Were there any besides that one? Were there any other looks that you were like, ugh? The dollar sign one. Who was the dollar sign? Was Mrs. That Kasha, Kasha Davis. Davis. You didn't like it? The del- No, I just felt like I felt like there was a better way to do that. I didn't think it was a bad one. I just felt like uh-huh. it was like you could have either come out as like a dollar bill or like money, you know? Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> I don't know. I just felt like there was a better a better way to do it. Um yeah, everybody else, I was just kind of like yeah, I, I thought mostly everybody was pretty good. Yeah, I thought um, I really like Katya's. I thought Katya's is it was like it was one color, but it was mm-hmm. very pretty, mm-hmm. and I liked the hair and the makeup mm-hmm. and everything. And so yeah, I don't know. I thought it was very cute. I thought I actually thought Miss Fame looked kind of good. Well, Miss Fame is a, but Miss Fame is a look queen, so you, you know she's gonna look good. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's about it. That's uh, uh, Pearl. I felt like looked kind of scary-ish which mm-hmm. i feel like in the end helped her with the with mm-hmm. the lip sync because i feel like she used that to her advantage but yeah. the actual like look on the runway i didn't feel like had really a good uh 
would like came off very well. So yeah, that that's very Pearl style, especially then was very kind of like weird and absurd. And so like I think Violet Chotsky looked good. Uh, Trixie Mattel's look wasn't doing it for me. Um, I think she was trying to bring more glamour, and that's just not very her. Um, yeah. Max, you're right. I don't. I don't think Max's look worked at all. And I think I do think the criticism that there was barely any green was a valid criticism. Um, oh, you don't think Trixie Mattel uh, appropriating a different culture <laughs> was a was a good look? You don't think that that was? <laughs> that no, was I didn't, I didn't think, no, it didn't do it for me. You uh, don't think the the fortune cookie on top of her head was? Was a good luck? A giant fortune cookie? No, I didn't think. And a fan? A giant cookie? And like an, <laughs> and, and an oriental fan on her head? No. That's not. See, I would have I loved it. And I was waiting for it when she walked down the runway for her to break apart that fortune cookie and hand it to RuPaul and have it just be like numbers on the lotto numbers on the back. And like. That would have been funny, know. don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been. But no, it's just a random fortune cookie on her head. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, that's the looks. On the main stage, Katia Kennedy and Jaden are called out as the MVPs of each video, but Kennedy Davenport is named the winner of the challenge. Miss Fame and Ginger Minge are safe, and all five of them go backstage. Pearl, Trixie, and Candy Ho are in the bottom three, but ultimately, it's Trixie Mattel and Pearl who are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, Pearl is told, Shantae, you stay, while Trixie Mattel is asked... To sashay away, Lori and Kay Rockenkamp, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Anything we missed? I mean, I I hate to say it, but I legit think that Pearl won because of the way she looked. She was more you you couldn't not look at her, mm-hmm. and that she was so tall. Mm-hmm. I think that you know it was just one of those things where you were just like, I don't necessarily feel like she did a better job lip syncing. I mm-hmm. feel like it was just like you just couldn't take your eyes off of her, mm-hmm. and I felt like Trixie's look was so. Eh, that it was just like, you know, I, I honestly feel like the looks were what saved them, which yeah. is funny to say, or what saved uh, uh, Pearl, which is funny to say, because the looks are also what put them in the bottom. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, looking at this, I would have probably sent Pearl home. Uh, RuPaul has talked about uh, in interviews that she kept Pearl often because uh, she knew that Pearl was good looking as a boy and the fans would like that. So I think that saved Pearl that. a lot. Yeah, because I thought, well, first of all, I want to say both lip syncs to me were underwhelming, but I still think Trixie's was a little better. I don't know. I, just looking at it. I'm not a big Trixie stan. Um, yeah, but, uh, I can see that. Yeah. But uh, any other fun? Is there anything that I missed on this? Let me look at my notes. I have notes, but uh, I think we pretty much hit everything. Like you said, there's not really much to this episode. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the music videos are what they are, and uh, that's pretty much it. What did you think of um, of Jessica Alba as and uh, as a guest judge? I thought she was good. I actually liked her. I thought she had some good points, and I thought she was honest when she needed to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I thought she, yeah, I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Oh, so I have a question. Yeah. So I I get Google uh, news when I go on Google, and uh, I was going through, and sometimes they say they share stories based off things <clears throat> that I've been watching or that I've been searching sure. or whatever. Uh huh. I, I feel I think I know where this is going. Okay, go ahead. And I only read the headline. I didn't yeah. read the actual article. Sure. 
but it just said Pearl talks about the legendary blow up with RuPaul. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and is that this season? It's the next episode. <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. I wonder what it. I'm dying to know what it's about. Mm-hmm. So that's the only spoiler I have so far. Is mm-hmm. that Pearl and RuPaul go at it? Which I can only imagine is Pearl go as RuPaul going like, ah, da, 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 and Ru, and Pearl going. That's it. That's all. I feel you're half right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it is a weird moment. It is a very odd, awkward moment. No, with RuPaul, awkward yeah. moments. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just wait till you see it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Changed a lot of lives, Lori. Changed a lot uh, of lives. So yeah. Did a lot I of just. Good. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was. I, I look. I liked the. I liked the um, music videos. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. I will say that I could. I can see people going like. I know last episode I was like, oh, I really like the musical parts, and I like that they keep doing. It. I can see now. Like, I feel like it's because the idea was not necessarily my favorite. That I, I'm like, okay, if if they do another musical thing, and the idea is again to like remake another one of her songs, or like. God forbid remake of the Michelle Visage song or something mm-hmm. terrible, equally terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I would be like, okay, now I, they're I just grasping that. I think I can describe it to you now. I mean, the complaint was that there were nothing but group challenges and acting challenges. There were not really many, very many individual challenges. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't mind group challenges. I think, yeah. honestly, I think it's good because I think we're going to see like, Violet is either going to eventually become a team player or, and I'm pretty much leaning towards this, or she's going to become more of a bitch. So that's what I think is going to happen. Very interesting. We'll see how it plays out. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. So for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Sashay away until next week. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, 
Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom, and Jordan Darling. Hold on for a second. Lori, I got this email this week. Okay. Okay. Now, you're not on the exclusive tier, right? So you don't know this. But I have sent out, I'm going to say, about four messages where I was like, all right, everybody, if you want your name in the credits, please submit your name. Give me your name. Going once, going twice. Give me your name. Hey, I'm recording today. Give me your name. This is the last call. Give me your name. I got his email. Jeffrey Thunderbear writes to me. He's like, uh, hey, Joe, don't want to be a pest, but uh, every time I uh, listen to the credit, I don't hear my name. And he goes, and my boyfriend was even saying, like, wow, they don't even say your name and you're in this exclusive tier. So if you're hearing this, okay, and you're wondering why you don't hear your name, please go through your page. And Jeffrey, Jeffrey Thunderbird, who's been so nice, probably hates me right now. I want to make sure everyone's included. Okay, so if you mm-hmm. have not heard your name, send me a message because everyone should know there's going to be when we release this in the summer, I'm redoing the entire outro all over again and putting on those new episodes because people are going to leave the exclusive tier. People are going to join the exclusive tier. So there's going to be a master one for the summer release. But for now, this is it. Okay, so if you don't hear your name and you want to hear your name, <clears throat> speak now or officially forever hold your peace. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.